Good morning, everybody. How are you guys doing today? Thank you, my friend. I'm glad to be back. You guys, I'm filling in for Adam this week. He had me out here again, actually, this week. He's actually doing a, a Mr. Clean audition, so uh, he can't be here. Just kidding. Um, We'll have an ongoing theme every time I show up with you guys, Um, but I'm blessed to be here again. For those of you that don't know me, I've been here a few times. My name is Jared Wilson. I'm a pastor and an author from Nashville, Tennessee, but more importantly, I'm a husband to my beautiful wife and the father of two incredible boys. Uh, We love them so much, and uh, man, being a parent is one of my most favorite things in the entire world. Uh, Last week, I introduced this kind of two-week mini-series that I called Liberate. Free to be human. And if you're here last week with us, we discussed how Jesus gives us liberation and freedom from the bondage of man made religion, rules, and regulations. And how only through the death of Jesus Christ are we able to find freedom and find grace. And Jesus' death on the cross provided us what the law in biblical text couldn't. This week, I want to talk about something a little bit differently. And it is the freedom and liberation from the bondage of your past, of your mistakes, of your sins, of your failures. And if you noticed up front, I've got some um, luggage up here and, and of your baggage that you carry around in life. A few questions I have that I want all of us to think about because I feel like a lot of us have asked ourselves these questions at one point in time in our life. I know I have. Number one, can God really love someone like me? I mean, I mean, I know God forgave that person. I know God loves that person. And, and that person has seen complete transformation in their life. But can God really love someone like me? Number two, am I too messed up to be forgiven by Jesus? I mean, I know that guy received grace, but, but you don't know what I've done in my life. You don't know what's happened to me or the things that I've done to other people. Am I too messed up to be forgiven by Jesus? Number three, are my mistakes too big to be forgiven? I mean, I might not have made a lot of mistakes, but the ones that I did were massive. And I just don't know if God can forgive me. I mean, I know Jesus, his grace is sufficient for all people, but I just don't know if I'm part of that category because you don't know what I've done. The great Charles Spurgeon said, abundant sin is no barrier to the superabundant grace of God. Which leads me to my main point that I want you guys to write down, put it in your notes, whatever you have. No mess is too messy for the grace of Jesus. Amen? No mess is too messy for the grace of Jesus. Why don't you guys say that with me? No mess is too messy for the grace of Jesus. Here's the thing. If you came in here this morning, whether you're a believer or not, I need you to understand that there is nothing in your life that you could do or did do or will do that is too far gone for the reach of Jesus's grace. I don't care where you've been. 
I don't care where you are right now. Jesus doesn't care where you've been. Jesus doesn't care where you are right now or the things that you may do in your future. His grace is sufficient for all things. And I think all of us can agree one of the most beautiful things about this whole thing called Christianity is the reality that everybody sitting in this room, I mean, let's be honest, including myself, we're all a bunch of jacked up, messed up people who make mistakes. Can I get a big amen for that? So the person sitting next to you and the person across from you and the person behind you, we've all made mistakes. One of us isn't worse than the other. One of us isn't, isn't better than the other. Sin is sin, mistakes are mistakes, failure is failure, and the grace of Jesus is available to cover all things. Nobody is too far gone. Nobody has has sinned worse than you, except for the person sitting to the right of you. Look to the person to the right of you and say, no sin... Come on, come on, say it. Say, no sin is worse than my sin. Now look to the left and say, accept your sin. Just kidding, just kidding. No mess is too messy for the grace of Jesus. We can have fun in church, right? No mess is too messy for the grace of Jesus. I say this because... I don't know what you've been through in your life. I don't know what you're going through right now, but there could be a lot of brokenness. There could be a lot of hurt and pain and suffering. And I need you to understand that no matter what you think your life looks like or what you feel your life feels like right now, there is nothing in your life that the hope and grace of Jesus cannot cover and bring back to life. I mean it. Well, Jared, what? No, there's nothing. Jared, but you don't understand what? No, that's, there is nothing. Because here's the thing. If there is something in this world that is too far gone for the reach of Jesus, then Jesus is not who he claims to be. And my friends, Jesus is who he claims to be. There is no mess too messy for the grace of Jesus. In 2 Corinthians 5, 14 through 21, we have... Paul writing a letter to the the people of Corinth, the church of Corinth, and basically reminding them what Jesus did on the cross for them. And so this letter was to believers, but for people also hearing this letter, if you're not a believer, this letter is basically sharing with you what Jesus did on the cross that you too can accept if you call him your Lord and Savior. Either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, notice that word all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. Paul is writing to the people of Corinth about the remembrance of Christ's death on the cross and what took place in their lives when they believed in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And when they believed, Paul's saying, remember, since we believe that Christ died for all people, We have all now died to our old lives. Like those mistakes you've made, that brokenness, that hurt, that pain, that has been forgiven. The baggage in your life, you have been liberated and freed from the bondage of those things through the death of Jesus Christ. 
Verse 15 says, he died for everyone. Say that with me. Everyone. Say it with me. Everyone. He died for everyone so that those who received his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. And at one time we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we now know him because he raised from the dead. Amen. Verse 17. Look at this verse with me and and just focus on this for a second. Verse 17. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and the new life has begun. When you give your life to Christ and you call Jesus your Lord and Savior... And whether you want to call it, you dedicated your life to Christ, you gave your life to Christ, or God saved you, however you want to look at it, you now live in a new life. The old has been washed away. Your sins, your failure, your brokenness, everything that you've been into that's contrary to the word of God has now been forgiven. And just like Christ raised from the dead, you have now raised from the dead from your old life and now walk into liberation into your new life. And that is a beautiful and refreshing message, right? So the mistakes of yesterday and the mistakes of your past and even the mistakes of today have been forgiven because of Christ. And now you have a new life that you're able to walk in. Verse 18 says, and all of this, he's reminding the people of Corinth, and all of this is a gift from God. It's nothing you did. This was a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. No longer counting people's sins against them. Let me read that part again in case this is the first time you've heard this. No longer counting people's sins against them. Amen? Amen. No longer counting people's mistakes and brokenness and failures and mishaps against them. But instead, through Christ... You are now a new creation when you call Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior to now walk about in a liberated and free life. Verse 20, so we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. And verse 21, this is my favorite. This is the kicker, the cherry on top. I don't really like cherries, but whatever. It's the cherry on top. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Everybody say amen. Amen. No matter your past, no matter your brokenness, no matter what inconceivable thing that you have done in your life, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ is sufficient for all things. And Paul is writing this letter to remind Christians about the now freedom and liberation they have in Christ. But I'm also sharing this letter to people in this room who maybe don't consider themselves Christians or are watching online at a later time who don't consider themselves Christians, that when you give your life to Christ and and you surrender all that you are to Jesus, your life too can be forgiven and reconciled and liberated from the bondage of your mistakes, your brokenness, your baggage, and your failures. And you too can now walk about in a new life. Amen? Amen. See, for some of you, this is just a, a refresher course. 
You're like, Jared, I'm a believer, I'm a Christian, so this is good for me to hear because sometimes I get really down on myself and I'm like, man, I, man, I just made that mistake yesterday. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have charged that person, person that much. Uh, man, I, maybe I, I drank a little too much. Maybe I, I was a little hard on my kids. Maybe I shouldn't have said that thing to my husband or my wife. Or, or, or maybe, maybe I cheated on that test. I, I don't know what it is. And this is a refresher for you to realize that just because of God's grace doesn't mean you take advantage of it, but it's a reminder that the grace of Jesus is available for your life from the small little things that you think are just little things to the big things because to Jesus and to God, they're all the same. And you have forgiveness and grace in your life. For those of you that wouldn't consider yourself a believer in Jesus Christ, and this is the first time you're hearing this, this is... This is me sharing this letter to you to let you know what you could have when you surrender your life to Jesus, liberation and freedom from the bondage of everything you've done that is contrary to the word of God. Freedom from your mistakes, your failures, your sin, your past, everything. You can walk in liberation when you call Christ your Lord and Savior. Paul says that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new creation. And now when you give your life to Christ and you've been forgiven of your sins and your failures, it's no longer the old Jared or the old Sally or the old Bob. If that's one of your names in here, that's, that's a miracle because I just made that up on the spot. It's no longer that life that walks about anymore. There is a new life that has been raised with Christ and now you're able to walk about in that life. It's, a, it's almost like in, in biblical text when people get a new name. We didn't give you a new name unless you want one, but instead you're just given a new life and you're able to walk on the path of God's grace. No past is too broken or messy for the grace of Jesus. No matter if you consider yourself one of the following, a liar you consider yourself broken, you consider yourself abused, you consider yourself a cheater, a drunk, a swindler, a murderer. I mean, let's get honest. No matter what you've been through in life or how you're feeling right now or what you think you've done or what you have done, there is nothing too big for the grace of Jesus. And the grace of Jesus is sufficient enough to forgive you of your past, your present, and your future. There is nothing outside the reach of Jesus's grace. How many of you uh, guys and ladies know what a magic eraser is? Go ahead and raise your hand. If you have kids, a magic eraser is God's gift to parenting, okay? It is God's gift to parenting. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's crayons, if it's boogers, if it's pudding, if it's spaghetti, um, if whatever it is, I'm like blown away because these magic erasers, I have not, I'm like looking, I'm like, come on, let me find something that this little magic eraser cannot fix. It literally fixes everything. It's the most beautiful thing in the world. I need to buy stock in magic erasers. And, I, and it's funny, but at the same time, I look at the grace of Jesus in the same way. It's like, come on, try me. Yeah, but Jesus, oh, come on, try me, dude. Yeah, but just come on, try me, dudette. I could have to think of that on the spot. There is nothing in your life that the grace of Jesus cannot wipe clean, amen? And just like that little magic eraser at home, literally, it doesn't matter what my son throws on the wall or throws on the floor or whatever, whatever we find, because we have two kids under two and two dogs, so literally, we're always wondering who it came from and what it is. Um, 
There is nothing that these little magic erasers cannot clean up. There is nothing in your life, no brokenness, no failure, no mistake, ready for this, no baggage, no matter how big or small you think it is, that the grace of Jesus cannot wipe clean as snow, my friends. The Bible tells us that Jesus' death upon the cross was to forgive all people of their sins. All means all. And you are part of that all. I wrote down, I've already said it, if someone could be too far gone for the grace of Jesus, then Jesus isn't who he claims to be. And guess what? Jesus is who he claims to be. And I believe that with all of my heart. 1 Timothy 1.15 says, This is a trustworthy saying, and everybody should accept it. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Ready? To save sinners, not perfect people. Sinners, which all of us are. Broken people. And I am the worst of them all. If you don't know much about the story of Paul, maybe you do. This is just another refresher for you. But if not, this is the first time you're hearing this. Paul was somebody who persecuted and killed Christians before he was one. Paul is now a Christian... And he's saying, this is a trustworthy saying. For those of you that feel like your life is too broken to be forgiven by God. For those of you that feel that your your failure and mistakes are too big to be washed clean by the grace of Jesus. Listen, I am the worst of all. If I can be forgiven for the heinous things that I've done in my life, you can be forgiven too. Amen? There is no past too messy, no failure too big, no sin too terrible to be forgiven by the love of God because no mess is too messy for the grace of Jesus. Recently, um, I've been traveling a lot. Um, This month alone, I think I've done seven speaking engagements, which has been such a blessing because I've been able to meet so many incredible people and see God working all around the country. And so I've been on a lot of planes and the kind of joke um, with everyone for me on social media is I don't really bring a lot with me. I just bring a backpack with all my clothes rolled up really tight because I don't want to have to bring anything else with me. I just want to be able to get on and go. And, And recently, I've actually run into it a couple times I've seen people argue with the flight attendants about bringing on their carry-on because the flight attendants say the carry-on's too big. How many of you guys have ever been one of those people? It's okay if you don't want to admit it. (laughs) But how many of you guys have seen people get upset because their carry-on's too big and they can't bring it on? They got to check it. Raise your hand. It happens all the time. I started to see a correlation with this circumstance that's happened time and time again with my message and what I was trying to get across to you guys. Recently, this man was trying to get on the flight and the lady said, sir, I'm sorry, but that bag is just too big. That baggage is too big for you to bring on with you. I'm sorry, but we're just going to have to check it. And this man said, no, you don't understand. My laptop, my life's, you know, the, the spiel that everyone gives, you know, my kid is in here. I can't. I can't, I can't check it. You know, my dog's and whatever. I can't check it. For some people, I believe there are, there are very important things in those bags, but it's all the same story. I can't check it. I need to bring it on the flight. Sir, the baggage is too big. The luggage, the baggage, my friend, is too big for you to bring on with you. This is my encouragement to you. 
It may be cheesy. I don't think it is because I I believe the correlation is incredible. Jesus will never tell you that your baggage is too big, too broken, too jacked up, or too messy to be forgiven through his grace. Amen? Jesus will never tell you that your baggage is too big. He'll never tell you that you are too far gone or too messed up or too jacked up to be loved by him. Man, you guys can go ahead and come on up. So I don't know what you've been through. I don't know what the baggage of your life looks like. If I were to open this thing up, I don't know what it would say about you. But there is nothing in your life that can't be forgiven by the grace and love and liberation of Jesus. The first week we talked about how Christ's death on the cross and his resurrection freed us from the bondage of man-made religion and law. And this week we're discussing how Jesus' death on the cross and his resurrection has now freed us from the bondage and slavery of our sins, our past our brokenness, our failures, our mistakes. Because there is no mess too messy for the love and grace of Jesus Christ. Amen? Let's go ahead and pray. Jesus, we come to you right now and we thank you for all you have done in our lives. Even if it is yet to be seen or acknowledged or noticed. I thank you for your grace, upon grace, upon grace, upon grace, on all the mistakes in our lives, in my life, and everybody here listening, that there's nothing, Father, that we could do that would make you turn your back on us, that you continue to welcome us with open arms and loving arms and graceful arms, Father. No mistake is too big, no failure is too great, no sin is too terrible for the grace of your son, Jesus. I I just pray that everybody here today, whether this was just a refresher and a reminder that they needed or for the first time they're hearing that there is nothing in their life that Jesus can't forgive. I just pray that everyone can find their hearts pierced with this truth. I know mine is every time I read it and hear it and teach it because it's a reminder of who you are and who you want to be in our lives. You care about us, Father, through all things. You love us through all things. And we thank you for that. We love you and everybody said together, amen.